Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And today we have on Kathy Fielder, who's a lifestyle blogger, business owner, mother of two, you name it, this woman can do it. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So one of the biggest challenges of this pandemic, in my opinion, is for all of us parents at home, is having to balance work and keeping up with our homes as well as our kids' education. And I have this horrible feeling we may be going back to homeschooling in the near future. And I am so curious, Kathy, how were you able to juggle running these businesses, writing your blog, and keeping up with your kids' schoolwork? Um, I have to say that I now know that I am not a homeschool mom. <laughs> <laughs> Who is? Who is? I second that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I would be doing my kids a disservice. Um, and I do think that we are going to see a very different school environment come this fall. Um, I think that we're going to see a huge surge in cases. And I don't believe we'll all be back in the classroom come August. Um, I think it's going to be a couple months down the road. Um, and I'm preparing for that. I am. Um, but, you know, I think that during the p- pandemic, I will say the first five weeks of it, I was so focused on the mask that I actually felt, and not I, I know everyone else did too, I felt like a failure, right? We all felt like a failure. We felt like we weren't doing our kids justice. And if we were letting them play on their iPad, then we weren't, they weren't spending seven hours a day at school or on their schoolwork that we were being a terrible parent. But you know, at the end of the day, what I learned from it is that actually kids spend a lot of time doing busy work at school that they don't necessarily need to be doing. And that a couple hours a day is probably really enough. And then I just realized, you know what? (laughs) I'm enough. I'm doing the best I can. I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm trying to run my businesses, school my children, make sure they're fed, make sure that they are happy. And I, what I realized is that they actually were pretty happy. That, that's what I finally concluded. And what I've found from this whole, whole process is that I'm slower now. I'm more in tune with my family. I'm more present. I'm not running. I'm not trying to go to some event or this or that or the other. I'm not traveling. You know, I'm so it's actually been one of my greatest blessings and it's taught me an extraordinary amount and I'm, I'm grateful for it. Um, it has its challenges and yes, it has its challenges fiscally for my or financially for my business and all of these things. But I, I'm grateful for what I've learned from it. I think that we can all move forward and I think we can lead more valuable lives because of it, honestly. So Kathy, there you were. Last fall, you had literally just relocated your Dallas store to its new location on Greenville Avenue and you had a grand opening. Then you opened your second location in New Orleans. You have this beautiful store, beautiful boutiques with amazing clothes. I'm following you on Instagram and I see it all the time. Just love it. Then you were, you were setting the world on fire. Everything was growing great. And then the pandemic hit and what happened next? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I remember I made a post right after when the pandemic hit and everything was shut down. And I was so angry because I was thinking as a free enterprise, um, 
advocate and a person who's owned eight companies since they were 23 years old, that my goodness, like, how can you tell me that I can't run my business anymore? And then, of course, as we went through the paces of COVID and understanding what it really was, of course, I wanted to submit and, and agreed with us having to do this in order to protect everyone, ourselves, our families, those around us. But um, it was a shocking experience, honestly. And it was literally day by day trying to figure out how do we survive? How do we go past this? How as a business owner do I go forward and and continue to like have staff and keep my employees? And so oddly, the week before the pandemic or the shutdown happened, I said to my husband and to my marketing director, I said, there's going to be a big hole and there's going to be a huge need, a product of, of some something that someone's going to need to help fill this void. And I said, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I think that I need to find that because we're all about to be in a really, really unique situation. And so I guess 10 days later, I wired um, several hundred thousand dollars over to China and imported uh, PPE and masks. And it was a big gamble and it was a huge gamble. And I remember right before I went to go sign off on the bank draft, I couldn't even go into the bank. I had to do it through the drive-through. And I called my husband. I, I said, should I sign it? What do I do? And he he said, it's your call, babe. You're a good businesswoman. You make the choice. And I made the decision and I signed it. And here we are. <laughs> well, and it is, these are extraordinary times and they still are. I mean, quite frankly, they're not getting better in Texas. They're getting worse. So, um, you know, so many people, unlike you, would have shut their doors during those times. So, I mean, what innovations did you make to sort of counter that? Well, I mean, and you know, my boutiques are shut um, and were shut, right? And so I had to be innovative to figure out how to still be a viable business person. And so that's really, I looked for a need in the market and decided to fill it. And it was, like I said, it was such an extraordinary experience. It was a terrifying experience. I'm wiring so much money over to China um, not knowing the industry at all, but because I do own a manufacturing company where I, I you know, fabrics, fabrics. So I've manufactured bedding and textiles for over a like, gosh, almost 20 years. And so I figured if I could import fabric and bedding, then I could probably import masks. I just had to figure out what the different regulations were. And so that was the hardest part, you know, FDA certifications, all these different things, and just making sure that we were on the right track. So, it w- I mean, honestly, I've never had a more extraordinary business experience. I've never had a more terrifying business experience. I've never had a more exhilarating business, business experience. Um, but we just, you know, we kind of just dug our heels in and, and decided that we were going to make a difference because, I, you know, so many people have said to me over the past, what, gosh, it seems like it's been a year, but I think it's maybe only been less than three months, but so many people have said, goodness, you know, I feel safe now. I can go out in public because at the time when the day the masks arrived, the day before the mask mandate came out. And so, you know, they weren't available. They weren't available on Amazon. They were available nowhere. We were the only person that had them or the only company that had them. And so um, people say, you know, I, I, can't, I feel safe now. I can get out. I hadn't been able to get a mask. It had been six weeks, but I got them from you. So we, we really did. We impacted the community. community. We made a difference. Um, we helped people feel safer. We helped keep people safe. And I got to keep my staff together. And I, I have to say my team and I now are closer than we've ever ever been before. I mean, it's a, it's a whole experience that we went through. Well, Kathy, that's interesting you say that because, you know, my husband has his own business here in Dallas as well. And, um, 
I'm so impressed because he did something similar to you that you managed to keep your employees on. How did you do that? And how can you inspire other people in our neighborhood to do the same? Because again, we're not through this yet, right? We are not through this yet. I think we actually are going to see it um, get a little bit more intense or maybe quite a lot more intense over the next six months. And by the time we get to fall, I think we're all going to be in this boat of do we send our kids to school? Do we not? And so, you know, the only thing I can say about keeping my team together is that they um, they're a great team and they've always been so supportive of me. And so I just felt it a little bit of my duty. They're like a family. And so I felt it kind of my duty to do the same for them. And so you know, we, we communicated, we um, were together every day. It actually was kind of in a good way a blessing because it gave us something to do. We were all sitting there scared and worried and wondering, how do we make it through this? And so we were actually really, we were um, at the time, whenever all of this was happening, considered an essential business and had paperwork from the city of Dallas. And we were making masks at my studio with our domestic fabrics and also importing them. So we were very focused on that. And, and it, it actually gave us like some sort of peace of mind in some ways, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy, I love how you did pivot. That's such a key phrase right now. You really fought for your business. You had been had your business for so many years and you didn't want it to go away and, and kept your employees staffed and everything. And what I'm wondering though, is like we all said, the pandemic's not going anywhere, but what's next for you? Where do you see yourself going from here? Well, you know, that's the funny thing. I would say, Five years ago, we would have a five-year business plan or this or that, right? One year ago, we'd have a three to six-month business plan, I feel like, because of social media. Now, I feel like your business plan has to change every day. And so, as a business owner, as a mother, as a wife, all of it, and every all the factors that we're dealing with right now, it's important that we understand that we have to be willing to change and assess almost on a daily basis. And so, you know, right now, where are we headed? We actually are driving so much of our traffic for Kathy Fielder Boutique online. Um, Both the boutiques have been closed. We are opening our New Orleans location um, coming up uh, this weekend. And so we're super excited about that. We're keeping Dallas closed because we are seeing such an amount of cases on the rise here in Dallas. And so just to keep our staff and our customers and everybody safe. Um, but it's pivoting and understanding. I think that right now it's really crucial to understand the value of virtual and being online. And so that's really where we're driving most of what we're doing. We we're doing more videos about how to touch and feel and see the fabrics, how they fit on different body types, all of that sort of thing. And I'm kind of moving mostly into the fashion world. After so many years of being in the home world, I just I just finished remodeling and moving into our new Park City's house and had a great time with that. And so maybe a few interior design projects here and there, but mostly we're going to move to online and really growing that business. Kathy, you've been such an inspiration today. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, and we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Millie Shudo, and we'll catch you next time.